morning, everyone. It's a great joy to be with you here this morning. Selective listening. My mom always tells me I'm selective listening, right? Uh, I remember growing up, there'd be different times where uh, I just have one brother, and my mom would call, you know, time for dinner, right? And uh, of course, we wouldn't hear. I mean, maybe we would hear, but we were busy, right? We were playing video games or outside in the uh, driveway playing hockey or, or basketball in the driveway. And, uh, right, you, you choose what you want to hear sometimes, and we all have selective listening in some ways. Another time, uh, I remember helping my mom uh, finish up dinner, and then she was just like, okay, go grab your uh, father and your brother, uh, tell them that dinner's ready. So what did I do? I walked five steps out of the kitchen and then yelled as loud as I could, dinner is ready, right? My mom was like, I could have done that, right? Go and find them. Go grab your father and your brother. Sometimes when we hear different things, right, we don't always jump and go right away. Maybe you're nudging your spouse or your kids right now. See, Father Sean agrees with us too, right? Um, sometimes we have that selective listening, that selective hearing. We don't always hear and listen to what the Lord is doing. What I want to do today is I want to compare and contrast our first reading with our gospel. The calling of Jonah and the calling of the apostles. You see what happens with Jonah, we'll get to this in a minute, but uh, he kind of wrestles. He doesn't go right away. He hears God's voice and he doesn't go. Whereas we hear the apostles today, what do they do? They immediately leave everything behind to follow the Lord. When you hear the Lord calling, today the Lord's knocking on the door of your heart. He's calling you. He calls you by name. What do you do? How do you respond? Do you go right away? So Jonah. If you've never read the book of Jonah, I encourage you to go home and pray with it. You can probably read it in 15, maybe even 10 minutes. It's a really powerful story. I think one of the most uh, powerful uh, stories of the prophets in all of Scripture. Today we hear from chapter 3. So if you're reading in the narrative, this is what you would hear. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. What about the first time? What does it mean the second time? What's going on, right? Well, if we go back, right, Jonah is, is called by God a first time. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Jonah is called to go and preach the Ninevites to preach uh, for their conversion. But Jonah doesn't want to go. Part of the reason why Jonah doesn't want to go to Nineveh is because Nineveh was responsible for a lot of suffering in Jonah's life, possibly even the death of his own parents. And so the last thing he wants to do is go and preach their message of hope to the Ninevites. I don't want to go there. Lord, why don't you just destroy Nineveh? Don't have mercy upon the Ninevites. You see, Nineveh was a great city, right? We hear that. Uh, a great city. It took Jonah three days' journey to go across it. Maybe close to 200,000 people there. A city in great length and great breadth. Nineveh was in uh, Assyria, and Assyria was um, the, the enemy of Israel that eventually came and captured and took into exile the ten northern tribes of Israel. 
So you can see why Jonah does not want to go to Nineveh. So we know the story, right, of him going into the whale. Jonah doesn't go right away. In fact, it says, but Jonah rose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Lord, I know you're calling me, but I don't want to come. In a certain sense, that selective listening. Lord, you're calling me, but I will go the opposite direction. Tarshish, that biblical phrase, to go to Tarshish, would be the same thing as if we said to go to Timbuktu. To go the exact opposite direction on the other side of the world, maybe a place that we don't really know about. You see, Tarshish is actually in modern-day Spain, all the way across the Mediterranean Sea. So Jonah gets into a boat, he goes down to Joppa, he gets into that boat, and then instead of going uh, closer to Syria up north, he goes directly west. I want to flee from the face of the Lord. Jonah's in that boat, and then a great storm on the boat comes. And all the other hired men on the boat, they freak out. Why why is God, or the gods, uh, casting um, uh, a storm against us? What did we do wrong? They figure out as Jonah is sleeping in the, in the part of the boat, in the stern of the boat, that it's because Jonah has fled from God's presence. And so this great storm of destruction comes. So they throw Jonah overboard into the water, and the storm stops. And then maybe this is more of the famous story that we know. A whale comes and swallows up Jonah. And as Jonah is in the belly of the whale, he begins to have this conversion. Lord, will you have mercy upon me? Call me a second time. If you call me again, I promise I will go to Nineveh. Just spare my life in the belly of this whale. Brief interlude here. Um, in Hebrew, the original Hebrew, uh, it's not a whale, it's a great fish. Do you guys want to know the Hebrew word for fish? Dog. <laughs> we had in Hebrew class we had this mantra, who is he, he is she, and dog is fish, right? So it's a confusing language you could say. But on Friday, all you kids, you're like, Mom, what should we have for dinner tonight? You can be like, we should have dog, right? But really you mean fish. It's a Friday, right? Jonah goes into that belly of the great fish has this conversion. God spares his life, and then the fish uh, spits him up on the shore. And that's where we pick up today. The word of the Lord comes to Jonah a second time. Go, arise to, uh, go to this great city of Nineveh and preach a, 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 a homily, if you will, a message of repentance. So Jonah goes. He goes and he begins to preach. And I don't know what he said, but clearly he begins to have all these uh, success stories. The whole city begins to convert. Everyone. All 200, 300,000 people convert. And they say, we want to follow your God. We don't want to live in darkness anymore. We want to convert. But what happens to Jonah? He actually gets angry. Lord, why did you have mercy on these people? Why don't you destroy them? Why would you bring them into your mercy? Jonah gets angry. Have we ever been angry about something? Our anger sometimes can turn to bitterness. And when it goes unchecked, it can lead into other things and turn really deadly. 
Maybe it's even unforgiveness. And when unforgiveness goes unchecked, it can turn into revenge. I just wish this person, these things, these people would be destroyed. Go home, read the rest of Jonah. I don't want to spoil the whole story, right? The point is this. When God calls, how do you respond? God's calling you today. Do you get distracted? Do you want to do different things? Are you like Jonah and say, well, I'll just selectively listen and selectively hear and I'll do my own thing first? Or are we like the apostles? Jesus calls the apostles today. Two sets of brothers. First, he calls Simon and Andrew, and then he calls James and John. Mark's gospel uses the word uh, immediately more than any other gospel. There's immediate nature to the gospel that God wants to give to us, the good news. First, he calls Simon and Andrew, and he says, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. What do they do? It says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. And then just a little bit ways down the shoreline, he sees two other brothers, James and John, and this time they're with their father and other men in the boat. And Jesus again says, follow me, I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they leave everything behind to go follow the Lord. I can only imagine what that encounter with the Lord would have been like. What did Jesus' face look like? What was it like for those apostles to look at Jesus in the eyes, or for Jesus to look at them in the eyes. What was so captivating about Christ? A man who comes and says to them, follow me, and immediately they leave everything. But Jesus, I want to finish my task of fishing here. But mom, let me just finish this game before I come into dinner. Jesus, I want to say goodbye to my father in the boat before I come and follow you. No, immediately they leave everything and go after the Lord. The Lord calls you today. How do you respond? I think oftentimes in life we have many different distractions. Oh, I can go to Mass later this evening. I don't have to go now. What if this evening doesn't come? Maybe the Lord's tugging on your heart to pray a little bit more. Oh, I'll, play, I'll pray later. I'll just play iPhone games right now. Maybe the Lord's tugging on your heart to get more involved to serve the church in some way. Oh, that's someone else's job. Someone else can do that. I don't need to do that. Brothers and sisters, the Lord summons us to climb the mountain of holiness. He calls you by name today. How will you respond?